Our podcast sponsor today is strategytraining.com. If you want to strengthen your strategy skills, you can get the overall approach used in well-managed strategy studies. It's a free download and you can go to firmsconsulting.com forward slash overall approach. That's firmsconsulting with an S dot com forward slash overall approach. And if you are looking to advance your career and need to update your resume, you can get a McKinsey and BCG winning resume template as a free download at www.firmsconsulting.com forward slash resume PDF. That's www.firmsconsulting.com forward slash resume PDF. What I wanted to talk about is three phrases which I think create a lot of trouble for candidates. And the three phrases are, I think that, that's the first phrase. The other phrase is, in my opinion. And the final phrase is, but if I look at my friends. And I'm going to explain to you what I hear as the interviewer when I hear these phrases, why I think candidates are giving these phrases, and how you can prevent yourself from, I would think, defaulting to these phrases, right? So when a candidate is in a case, you're under a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of business judgment skills you have to apply. You have to think on your feet all the time. The interviewer is always going to be asking you things for which you could have really prepared. And especially when you're meant to do estimations and you're meant to draw on your own knowledge, you are never sure whether what you are saying makes sense, if it's correct, even if it is correct, if it is delivered in the way the interviewer is looking for it. So a common tactic many candidates use is that they feel if they let the interviewer know this is their opinion, the interviewer would go easy on them. So just think about that for a second, right? A lot of candidates feel that if they let the interviewer know this is their opinion, they feel the interviewer will go easy on them and the case will go better, right? So what they do is they use two kinds of tactics. The one is they will say something like, I think that the population of Spain is... And they feel that if they said, I think that up front, the interviewer will go easy on them. Now, when someone uses the phrase, I think that, it doesn't really change my perception of them as the interviewer. I know that they are guessing their way through this. I mean, that's what an estimation case is. You have to use guesses and so on. But when they say, I think that, the reason I don't like it is because I realize they've guessed. What I would have preferred if a candidate said, okay, the population of France is what, 50, 60 million, whatever it is. I know Spain has a slightly smaller population, so I'm going to go with maybe 60, 70 million. I prefer if a candidate did that rather than saying, I think that, because when they start with, I think that, they're telling me, look, Mr. Interviewer, I don't have the time to check reasonableness by comparing it to what I know. So I'm going to just guess the answer. And when I say I think that, I want you to know I guess the answer, so don't go hard on me. It doesn't change the way I go on the candidate. If I feel the candidate hasn't used reasonableness, which means guessing the population of Spain relative to information they already know about other countries, I'm still going to go hard on them. But when they say I think that, I don't really get upset with the candidate. I more feel a little bit sad for the candidate because... The candidate is not being difficult. He or she is simply signaling to me that they don't know how to get to the answer by comparing it to information they already know. And that's an important skill, right? Even when people ask me questions about certain things, I may not know the answer, but I will think about things I already know and draw conclusions from that. And when someone says, I think that, I know they don't have that skill, they're not defensive about it, and I feel a little bit sad for them, right? So when someone says, I think that, all other things being equal, I would pity the candidate a little bit. So that's not such a bad statement. But the problem is that even though I may not be upset with the candidate, I will not necessarily respond to them in a more positive way. I most likely fail them. Let's put it that way. 
Now, the defensive version of I think that is in my opinion, and this is a very interesting phrase because I've seen that many times. A candidate will say, in my opinion, and they'll emphasize the my, or they'll say it at the beginning of a statement, in my opinion, I believe the answer is, or they'll give me the answer and say something like, well, the answer is three phones per household, and I think that makes sense, in my opinion. Now, the problem with in my opinion is it's a defensive statement, right? When you're saying in my opinion, I can almost in my head visualize this candidate picking up the U.S. Constitution, referring to one of my amendments and saying, the Constitution defends my right to an opinion, so I'm not wrong. Now, when I hear in my opinion, it's a defensive tactic. I actually become irritated with the candidate because basically what they're telling me is that this is the answer I came up, and in my opinion, it's right, and my opinion is defended by the Constitution, so you cannot attack it. And that's when I decide to attack it, obviously. You know, you tell someone not to do something, it's exactly what they're going to do. Never tell an interviewer, in your opinion, this is correct. As an interviewer, I don't care about someone's opinion. I'm not interested in their opinion. In fact, if you are highlighting this is your opinion, I really don't care about it, right? I want to know how you reasonably arrived at this answer by looking at things you already know. But when you're telling me, in my opinion, you're basically telling me this is the answer you came up with. You maybe didn't do the reasonable check so well, but you are proud of it and you don't think it can be attacked because it's your opinion. I have news for candidates. It can definitely be attacked if it's your opinion. And if you become defensive about it by saying, in my opinion, more or less, you will be attacked. Now, of course, there are times when these phrases are used when they are not defensive. When someone says, in my opinion, there are rare moments, and I would admit they are rare when they are not being defensive, but those moments exist, and I can pretty much pick it out by knowing the personality of the interviewer. But when someone says, in my opinion, and depending on whether they emphasize the my or how they use it in the statement, I know they are being defensive. And when a candidate is being defensive about some of the business judgments or estimations they make, I will attack those points. I will dig in and I'll see, okay, why are you saying in my opinion? Why is it important if it's your opinion? You know, we're not worried about that, right? So don't say in my opinion is my advice to you. We all know it's your opinion, right? What else is it going to be? You don't have a reference book next to you that you can give a credit for, a citation for. So it's always in your opinion. So you don't have to say it. So don't say I think that and don't say in my opinion. Just go into the answer. We always know you thinking it, obviously. And we know that it's definitely partly your opinion. But don't say in my opinion. And the answer that I really hate is when we'll be doing an estimation case. Or for example, yesterday, I interviewed someone in Mongolia, Booth graduate, who was interviewing in Mongolia, not for any of the major firms, but he was joining a bank, but all of the senior management at the bank were ex-McKinsey and a few BCG people, and I'm sure people from Bain and so on were there. But he wanted to be interviewed in the consulting style because he was told he'll be interviewed in the consulting style. So I had a session with him, and we were doing some estimates in terms of how people consume in emerging markets, right? Now, the guy comes from one of the most prestigious families in Mongolia, which is how he managed to get the interview with me in the first place. You know, he sort of tagged along with his father for breakfast. I'll give him an A plus for initiative. It takes a lot of guts to do that. But we were talking about how people consume in Mongolia, and he was telling me things like, but if I look at my friends, Michael, they don't spend so little, they spend a lot. And then immediately he failed on business judgment, right? And I get this a lot from candidates in London and New York and Tokyo and even Johannesburg, South Africa, Rio, the elite centers of the world. I'll be asking them to draw a conclusion about spending worldwide for consumers, right? And they'll be telling me something like, but if I look at my friends in Manhattan, or if I look at my friends in, you know, Chelsea, if I look at my friends in Santon, it's a quite a prestigious city in South Africa, I see the following. And I always think to myself, but really, are your friends in Manhattan, Santon, or London, or wherever it is, a proxy for the rest of the world? Obviously not. So the first in my head, when someone says, but if I look at my friends and their network is one of the most wealthiest communities in the world, I always ask myself, 
Now, how weak is this person's judgment? How in the world can they draw conclusions about expenditure for the rest of the world when the average salary for the rest of the world must be somewhere between $20,000 to $30,000, right? Average across the world, maybe even less than that. How in the world can they draw conclusions about how those people shop and spend by looking at how people in Manhattan spend or the prestigious districts of London? It's not even New York City, it's Manhattan. New York City averages may be low, but even New York City, you know, standard of living is much higher than the rest of the world. So when someone says, but if I look at my friend, the first thing I ask them, why are your friends qualified to be a proxy for the rest of the world? In what universe are your friends qualified to be a proxy for the rest of the world? So when you think about using these three phrases, I think that in my opinion, but if I look at my friends, automatically know you're putting up a red flag and the interviewer is the bull and he's going to come after you. If you use the phrase, I think that, imagine it's a yellow flag, it's going to prick his ears up, maybe get him a little bit excited, but he may not come after you. So my advice is don't use those phrases. If you want to signal to the interviewer it is your opinion, you're not sure of the information, don't say, I think that, and in my opinion, just tell the interviewer, well, I don't know the answer exactly, so I'm going to do some comparison amongst information I know to arrive at the answer. That's fine. At least then you are not just signaling to the interviewer you don't know the way, or that you don't know the answer, you're signaling the technique you're going to use, which is more important, right? But don't signal that you don't know the answer. That's not constructive. Signal the technique you're going to use. And if you're going to look at your close circle of friends who drives a Lamborghini, sips martinis for $13 in London and, you know, wealthy cities of the world, my advice to you is don't. And if you cannot understand why you shouldn't be doing that, then you should question your preparedness for consulting interviews. As we wrap up, today's podcast is sponsored by strategytraining.com. If you want to strengthen your strategy skills, you can get the overall approach used in well-managed strategy studies as a free download. Go to firmsconsulting.com forward slash overall approach. And if you're looking to advance your career and need to update your resume, you can get a McKinsey and BCG winning resume template example as a free download at www.firmsconsulting.com forward slash resume PDF.